Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Jesus all the time, he was the epitome of love, would put up boundaries and walk away when people had expectations for him that didn't fit with his mission. They would say, oh, Lord, stay here. Stay here three, you know, more days and, and heal more people. And we, we, we've got this plan for you. And he would say, no, I, I've got to go. I've got other stuff to do. I've got, I got to go preach to these people over here. I've got these things. And so here he's the embodiment of love and was so available to people. But at the same time, he would leave the crowd and go off by himself and pray. He would leave the crowd and say, no, I've actually got this other aspect of my mission I need to do over here. And this is all the time I can give you. And I'm sure they were disappointed. Oh, yeah. You know what? That's how life works. People are going to get disappointed. And you don't try to disappoint people. Right. But sometimes you're going to have to make decisions that are going to be disappointing. Well, I hope you all had an amazing Thanksgiving with your families. Those of you who are Americans, we love that holiday. For those of you who don't know what Thanksgiving is, it's basically where we are thankful and we eat a lot of food and we get with our family. So yep, it's, <laughs> it's awesome. Great. Most it, American holidays are really about gluttony. It's about, eating, yeah, it's a reason to eat too can. much. Right. And we love it. Like we especially love it. We live in Georgia, which is away from our family and our families are in Kentucky. And so we take the entire week because in our school district, our kids get the entire week off. And so we take the whole family make the road trip to Kentucky and we spend time with our families and we love it. And so we're coming off of that. And, um, it's one of our favorite times of and we year. we record in Texas. Just record to make in Texas. More That's right. fun and interesting at the, at the, the marriage capital of the world. Let's not forget South, South Lake, Lake Texas. Texas and our brand new building. Yep. EXO headquarters is almost finished. And that's it something is. I'm thankful for this year. We're so almost for that. there. And if you guys want to learn more about the building, go to XObuilding.com. It's Many of just you have, beautiful. Have you know, prayed for that. You've, you've even donated because mm-hmm. this is a donation driven nonprofit ministry and you've helped build this and it's going to help marriages for generations to come. And I'm just, I'm thankful for, for your generosity and your support and, and yes. it, the dreams finally coming together. It's coming to fruition. We love it. And so we know for a lot of us, you know, we have uh, family and in-laws on the brain. So we thought we'd do an episode talking about navigating in-law relationships, because not only, you know, do we do that around Thanksgiving time, but for all of us all across the world as Christians celebrating Christmas, many of us are getting with our families around Christmas time. We're kind of looking forward to that or maybe dreading it. So (laughs) we want to talk about, you know, when, you know, you're navigating in-law relationships, some of the pitfalls, many of us experience, um, and also the major blessing they can be. You know, I I think a lot of times whenever we mention in-laws, people, they feel mixed about it, right? Because there are parts of it that we find to be a blessing and there's parts of it that have been difficult. And so we're going to talk all about that. Yeah. And it's, I'm, I'm so honored to have this conversation. And 
we love our in-laws. Uh, just we to, love just them. Kind of like put that out front. We just had a a great time hanging out over Thanksgiving week. Um, you know, both families there in Kentucky host us. We make great memories. We laugh. We eat. Uh, it's it's a wonderful time. But I will say that um, there have been different seasons in our marriage, especially in the early years of our marriage, where there was tension in these relationships. Yeah. And God has brought a lot of healing, and He's carried us a long way since then. But we just we say that just to let you know if you're in a tense place. And this is a difficult season for you to navigate with your families. We understand what that feels like right. in a very real way. And I'm thankful that that God has done a lot of healing there. Um, and now we're, we're to a place where we truly do just in, enjoy all of their company, and hopefully they enjoy ours as well. But we get it we if, do. If, uh, if it's a place of tension right now. And I know what that feels like. I remember praying desperate prayers and feeling helpless and unsure of how to navigate the situation, and um, you know that's why we've we've written a whole book about this. This is yes. going to be coming out in a few months, but we we just want you to know we we can we can relate. I don't want you to feel like we're talking about this topic as folks who like well they've never had any tension at all in their families. What do they have <laughs> to tell me about it? No, it, it, we in a very real way. Yes, do and but we've also in a very real way seen that God can bring healing to to any situation. Yes, and that's the hope that we want to give you right now. And also, if things are already good in those relationships, this isn't just for people in crisis, we want to talk about ways to keep those relationships strong. Yes. And then just to navigate some of the nuances of like, well, how do you, how do you, you navigate just expectations with, mm-hmm. with kids and, and grandkids? And there's, there's a lot, there's a lot to it. So we're excited to be able to talk about this because I think that a lot of times we think we're the only ones like that. That's just a lie of the enemy, really in any part of life when we're struggling. He wants to convince us that we're the only ones. But you guys, even the best in-law relationships as different seasons change like of life, uh, they can have some stressors, you know. And so I know, you know, in the early part of a marriage, you find out real quickly or maybe even when you're dating and engaged, you find out real quickly that that the family that you're marrying into isn't necessarily like your family, yes, like on the yes. surface. There's probably some commonalities, um, something you have in common, something you share, you know, like maybe your faith or maybe you grew up in the same part of the country and, or maybe uh, you enjoy, you all enjoy going to movies, you know, like little things and big things. And so you see all these commonalities, but then when you, you know, start planning a wedding together and you all of a sudden are married and you're planning for the holidays, real quick, you find out there's some different personalities that you're dealing with and many different expectations. And probably my best advice for young couples, even engaged couples who are listening right now and watching, I would tell you, you need to talk through this earlier rather than later. And this is something we did not do. And it threw us for a loop, right, sweetie? Yes. You got to you gotta talk through it because a lot of assumptions get made that, oh, well, your family's like mine or mine's like yours. Yes. Or, or my family's way of doing things is the right way. Mm-hmm. And any way that your family diverts from that, they're wrong. Mm-hmm. And we feel that, I think, the most at the holidays because people have very specific traditions and, and ways of doing things and times that it happens and places. Yes, expectations. And expectations. And if you miss it, then there's all this tension and hurt feelings. And so... It can be a lot to navigate, especially in the early years. And I know that was, it was just a minefield for us. Two that we didn't expect. Nature, trying to yes. tiptoe around and trying to trying to make things like they were when we were living at home. But now we were, we're married. And then once you start having kids, then it's even more complicated. Yes. And so we finally got to a place just to just skip ahead a little bit. 
where we said, listen, here's how it's going to have to look for us. Right. You know, we're going to come home Thanksgiving and we're going to be there an extended period of time and we're going to see everybody. See both sides. And Wednesday night, we we have Thanksgiving with my family. Um, so not even on the day, but that's what, that's Thanksgiving for us, Wednesday night. Thursday, late lunch, we have the big meal with Ashley's whole extended Because my family. entire extended family lives there. Right. Yeah. And so we, we try to, you know, give them that day because they've got all the family in town. And it just, that flow has seemed to work. And then we, we try to share time back and forth with both families during that week. But then at Christmas, we had to make the hard decision years ago that like, listen, it's it's too hard for us to come back a month later with all these kids. Like we're going to have Christmas at home. Right. We're going to do our You are thing. welcome to come but to us. you're welcome to come. We've yes. always said that. Anybody in the family that wants to come, you guys come. But just know like we're, we're going to do Christmas at our, we're going to do Thanksgiving your way at your place and, mm-hmm. and and honor those traditions as best we can. We're going to make some traditions of our own at Christmas and we you're all, welcome to come be part of that. We wanted our kids to be able to wake up in their home on Christmas yeah, morning. That, that became important. That's really important to us. I know in some families, the tradition is to have it at the grandparents. And so you got to do you, you got to do what, what works for your family. But one big mistake Dave and I made and our families even made in, you know, in the beginning of our marriage. Now, granted, we got married when I was 20 Dave was 22, so we were some real young people there, had young you know, siblings at home. So it, the dynamics were a little bit different. It wasn't like they had all adult children yet. And so I realized that that's probably why they had the expectations they had. But I know that in my family and even in Dave's, there was almost this expectation that nothing would change and we would just somehow bounce back and forth right. like a pinball. Because we were the first in the family to get married. Yes. And I don't think anybody was prepared. No. For- Wait, so now we're going to have to share our child at the holidays because there's another family involved here. Exactly. And and so both families, as the first in each family to get married, it was an adjustment. Yes. And, and we ran ourselves we ragged. Did. We tried to yes. be those pleasers bouncing back and forth, and we felt exhausted, and we still felt like we were letting everybody down. Just We were letting everybody down. And we were. Yeah, we were. <laughs> they they, they, they kind of let us know. They let us know. We're like, I just remember about two years in, so this is even before children, we were like, we are killing ourselves and we're still letting them down. I know. And we were also in youth ministry at the time too. And as many of you know, if you are you know, vocationally a pastor or even a volunteer in any kind of ministry around the holidays, there's all these things going on. And I remember, so we had all the different youth activities and then Dave as a staff member had all the activities for church and church around Christmas time. There's a lot going on. I was on the worship team, literally. So we're, if we're not at the church, we're literally at one of our parents' house houses. And it, it was just, I was like, I don't feel like I'm even ever home. Right. And, you know, and it took the joy out of the holiday it did, for us it did. because we started entering into that time of year, which should be a time of celebration and, and Thanksgiving and peace and joy and all these things. And for us, it was stress and it was anxiety. <laughs> we were just getting through it. I mean, yeah, I remember like looking at you. Our teeth and, yes. survive it. and we finally just kind of had a a wake up moment where it's like, this isn't sustainable or healthy. Mm-hmm. And and we had to say, especially when the, the baby started coming, like, guys, listen, yeah. we're going to have to do this differently. And then um, when we moved away, obviously, 15 plus years ago, uh, that's 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 when it really turned. And we said, we're going to have to just redefine right. what this looks like. Because that first Christmas after we moved away, we we made all that effort and we drove. I had to be at a Christmas Eve service. I think it was for several years after we I drove through the night moved. on Christmas Eve. You were already in Kentucky to wake up and have That's Christmas right. morning at your family's house. I drove mm-hmm. through the night, like Christmas Eve into Christmas morning. I'm driving on the road, like away from my family, thinking this is nuts. This is not healthy or this doesn't even make sense. And so that's the last year that we did 
Christmas in Kentucky. After that, we said, guys, listen, we love you. You know we love you, but our kids are going to wake up in our house on Christmas and we're going to start creating our own traditions. And and I'm sure there was disappointment and all of that, but... I love learning. I know that sounds nerdy and dorky, but I just love learning. I love understanding history and how things fit together and what's happening in the world. But if you're like me, you're busy and it's hard to learn. It can be expensive to learn. Maybe you want to keep learning and growing. You're like, I don't know how to fit that into my schedule. I got the perfect solution for you. And it's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is a world-class accredited university that's offering some of their core courses for free. I mean, absolutely free. They're just wanting to spread knowledge here. I'm telling you, it sounds too good to be true, but it really is true. They're making it possible for you to learn about world economics and things like ancient Christianity, which I highly recommend. It's an 11 lecture course where you study the inspiring stories of Christ and his apostles and the faithful ones throughout the first centuries of Christianity, plus learning the the basics of Christian apologetics. And guys, you can do this for free. I'm so excited about what Hillsdale does. I love their commitment to faith and values, and you can take part in this by going to hillsdale.edu slash naked to enroll at no cost. And it's easy to get started. It's H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U slash N-A-K-E-D to register. That's hillsdale.edu slash naked naked. Inflation is out of control and it just seems like money flies out the window. I look at our account daily and I'm just like, where does this money go? And you're probably the same way. And that's why I'm really excited about a new ad partner we have called Rocket Money. This is an app that helps you in real time see exactly where your money is going. And even more importantly, they'll help you identify and cancel subscriptions that you're not using. On average, they're saving their users $720 a year. I didn't think I had any subscriptions we weren't using, but this is what happens. You sign up for a a free subscription to something, you're not using it, and that free subscription runs out. You're paying five or ten bucks a month for the rest of your life until you cancel it. Rocket Money helped us identify it get that under control, and save a bundle right from the start. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscription, guys. That's half a billion bucks. You need to get your share of that. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions today by going to rocketmoney.com slash naked. That's rocketmoney.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Start saving money today. Oh, I think there was, but I do think guys, you know, setting boundaries is never easy, but, but it eventually everybody kind of, you know, it's like you're tossing up everything, but then it kind of settles into what it should be. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and feelings catch up. They do. And I think that, you know, our, our families now, I mean, they know, they get it. They get it. Yeah, they time get it. time no, helps with great. these things. They're great. They adjust. Um, it's been really, it's been so much healthier over the last decade plus. It, it's been a lot better, but it did take, it, ta- it took some getting used to for everyone involved. And, and that's really what it is with in-law relationships. It, it's often, it's just often really kind of year to year, really praying through it, really talking openly. But the most important part of this is first of all, you and your spouse getting on the same page with this, because if you're not on the same page and you feel like your, you know, your family's over here in one ear and then your spouse is over here and you're both being pulled in separate directions, that's where you see the madness and you see a lot of breakdown in communication. And, uh, you know, it, it, 
in-law relationships are complicated because we there's so much love here, right? We love our families. We we love our in-laws. We love our spouse. We want all of this to work well. You know, if we didn't, we wouldn't try so hard. You know, that's why we end up almost killing ourselves trying to make these different things. But I think that with our families, with our in-laws and with our spouse, we all need to recognize that we're all gonna have to give a little and sometimes a lot in different seasons. And we all need to give so much grace to one another. And uh, and this is something that is often easier said than done. But I think that when we talk openly and say like, listen, we are doing the best we can. This is what we can do in this season. Like I, I do remember uh, when we first moved to Augusta, Georgia from Kentucky, uh, we, we had one uh, toddler and a baby on the way. So I literally was eight months pregnant when we moved to Georgia the first time. We've moved there three times. It's home. But, uh, you know, we were, it was kind of, you know, we're trying to, it's the first time anyone in my family had moved away. So my family's very accustomed to everyone being there. Like yeah. I'm literally yeah. still the only person who's ever moved away. It's very interesting. For generations. For literally generations. I mean, so you're like an alien. I'm an alien. And, we moved and they're away. so sweet I about it. They thought, oh, well, they'll be back in a year. No, they really did think they that. Did. Everybody thought, well, yeah, this is just like, get this out of their system. And we didn't know. We didn't know how no, long No, we had we no going. idea. And we didn't know that where God moved us would ultimately be where our family created a home and it's put down home. roots yep. and be, and. And I'm so thankful for that because it has been the perfect home for us. Mm-hmm. But it it's difficult um, navigating that from a distance yes. when you're trying to have a great relationship with our, your family, and and we want that, and they want yes. that too. Like I'm thankful to to have parents on both sides and siblings on both sides that that want to be in relationship with us and make the effort to to travel with us, to come see us, to meet us for vacations or that host us when we come to town. But it does take a lot more effort. It does. When we first moved, I remember there was an expectation that we would be coming home every six weeks. Do you remember this? With two young children. Yeah. And we did. Yeah. You guys, we, we did. did. We were like, oh, yeah, we're going to. We did it. Yeah, and so like, you know, and again, Dave was a pastor and still is a pastor. So that meant we had to, you know, I think you had Fridays off. So we would like leave Thursday after work drive, try to get there. And, you know, right before we go to bed, put the littles to bed, wake up in the morning, spend time going back and forth Friday, spend time going Saturday morning and then drive back. So you could be there Sunday. Sunday And it was was just crazy. And I remember, um, we, we just reached a point within very quickly. And we said, listen, you know, really for about the first year we did that. And then we were like, we can't, we just can't do this. Like we can't keep on coming every six weeks. You know, maybe you could come more, you know? And at the time we, I think we did have, we had to, we put both boys uh, where they shared a room. And so we did have a room where I think we, I don't know, got, got a bed at some used place or something yeah. and like made a, a guest room. But, um, cause we wanted to be able to host our parents, but it, it was something that we just, you know, had to monitor and adjust constantly. And it never, it, it was never just like, oh, this is easy completely, you know? And so I feel like if you're watching this and listening and you're like, man, that sounds so complicated. It's because it is, I mean, it is, but yeah. it's still worth the effort. You know, we need to make effort to see our family. We need to make effort to also make sure we're not making each other go crazy by you have to find something you know, that's sustainable exactly and you have to put up boundaries if there are expectations put on you that are unhealthy or unsustainable exactly and it, and that's a, a tension it's a moving target of it's what always. that looks like and so what that looks like this year might it might be totally different two years from now yes and so everybody involved has to be flexible i mean you have to just believe the best in each other Make effort, but also give a lot of grace when somebody just can't do something. Mm-hmm. Um, don't roll your eyes and say, well, they need, they should do this or they should do that. And like, you know what? You're not in their shoes. Just give them grace. Yes. And 
that's going to bring a lot of peace to your, your holidays. It will. But now I want to shift the conversation to talking about, well, what if they don't give you grace? <laughs> like maybe you're, you're watching and listening to this and you're like, this all sounds, it does right. sound complicated, but like my family member or two or three, they don't give that grace. Yeah. They look at us and they basically say, well, if you love us, you'll come when we say you should come. Well, and for those complicated situations, I'd say, check out our upcoming in-laws book. It's going to answer all those questions <laughs> and more. And <laughs> I, I'm really excited about this resource, not I to turn too. it into a promotion, but um, it, it is more nuanced than, it is. than we can address in a few minutes. Well, that's why we felt like it needed a full book. Yes. And I'm, I'm really excited to share this, but to give a few kind of quick things on this episode, um, I think that you, you lead with love. You know, you, you try to the Bible says, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. It doesn't say live at peace with everyone because sometimes you'll do everything you can and they choose to still not live at sure. peace with you. Yeah. But as far as it depends on you, that doesn't mean be a doormat. That doesn't mean that you've got to just uh, subject yourself to abusive behavior. It, it means be willing to lead the way with love, make the effort and humbly serve when you can, but also be willing to put up boundaries and lovingly walk away. Jesus all the time he was the epitome of love, would put up boundaries and walk away when people yeah. had expectations for him that didn't fit with his mission. They would say, oh, Lord, stay here. Stay here three you know, more days and, and heal more people. And we, we, we've got this plan for you. And he would say, no, I, I've got to go. I've got other stuff to do. I've got, I got to go preach to these people over here. I've got these things. And so here he's the embodiment of love and was so available to people. But at the same time, he would leave the crowd and go off by himself and pray. He would leave the crowd and say, no, I've actually got this other aspect of my mission I need to do over here, and this is all the time I can give you. And I, they, I'm sure they were disappointed. Oh, yeah. You know what? That's how life works. People are going to get disappointed, and you don't try to disappoint people. Right. But sometimes you're going to have to make decisions that are going to be disappointing even to the people that you love. Even Jesus' own disciples were like, no, we should do this. This doesn't seem right. And he was like, no, no, I've, I've got to do this, and you're going to have to yeah. deal with it. And he wasn't rude about it. He's Jesus. But... I think we, we look at Jesus as being this, this pushover that just said yes to everybody about everything. And that's not at all. When you read the Gospels, that's not mm -hmm. at all what he was doing. He was not a people pleaser. Not at all. No. no he was a people lover, but yes, not a people but pleaser. But not a people pleaser. I mean, that's not why he came. He didn't come to please man, right? He came to save man. And so, and he's, he came to please God. You know, he knew that God had given, you know, he is God, obviously, but it's his mission that he's fulfilling as the son of God. And so, you know, I, I think that we, we can take a cue from that. And you guys are listening to two natural people people pleasers, right? They like we, we don't like to rock the boat. We don't want people to be mad at us. We want, we, we want to make people smile. We, we want to make you to people, like us. yeah, we want, we want you to like us. And it's just kind of how we're wired. But let me tell you, if, if you constantly make it your goal to please people, you're missing it. Like you're, yeah. you end up really hurting your relationship and also your own mental health. And let me tell you, I know I went through years of therapy and part of it was because of this. And I'm telling you it a lot of times my, uh, my, my counselor, she gave me the book, the search for significance, which has been around forever. The author is McGee. Look it up. It's awesome. And part of it, like it talks about different ways that as human beings, we often try to search for significance. And that is one of them, like where you're approval from man, you know, you're yeah. just trying to please people. And I was really caught up in that. Like I, I really had a hard time disappointing my parents. I was always the kid. I was the oldest, very much type A. Um, I think, I feel like the older I get, the more type B I am. I don't know why, but anyway, I was at the time, you're type, very type A. <laughs> 
I, well, you're, but you're type A if A means awesome. You're type B if B means beautiful. Oh my gosh. That's what you silly. are. Anyway, <laughs> um, I, I was so used to just being the one that didn't rock the boat. And so when we, you know, as these newly married, very young, you know, people, all of a sudden are having to put boundaries in place, it felt unnatural to me. And I just remember though, a counselor really saying, this is healthy, like this is healthy. And if you don't want to, you know, completely just loathe the holidays or any visit, then you need to put boundaries in place. And because your family, ultimately they really, all, all of us, because we love each other, we want it to be enjoyable, right? Yeah. We don't want it to be something that is filled with dread. And, um, and again, you know, in the book, we go into detail about some different personalities that are extra hard to deal with, but just generally speaking, I would say at the heart of, of most families, you know, it's, it's a, it's a longing to want to be together and to enjoy that time. But how we go about that is, is, is everyone has their own opinion, including us. Like we all have our own opinion on how this should look. But as a couple, remember you're adults, you get to, you get to make some rules for yourselves, right? Yeah. In you fact, you to need put to those you have that responsibility, right? It's, just a, right? it's an actual responsibility yes. for the safety and sacredness of your own marriage your own family, your own children, and your own sanity. Yes. Like you have to be the advocate for your marriage and your mental health for that matter. And not everybody important. might get it, but you know, you're going to have to sometimes put those loving boundaries in place and talk to your spouse about what that looks like. Pray for wisdom in it. Be as kind and compassionate as you can be to everyone involved, but also firm of what it needs to look like. And, um, and I really do believe that in time, God will, he'll guide you and bring healing. He, he certainly has for us. And I'm so he thankful has. for that. We're so thankful. And I want to tell you, there's so much we could go on and on about. And we do in the book, we go into more detail. I think um, you could have very peaceful, uh, fairly, you know, easygoing relationships with your in-laws and all of a sudden you have children and it completely reshuffles the deck. Like it can completely bring out some uh, different expectations you didn't know were there. Um, You can have in-laws that want to be more of a parent to your kids than a grandparent. Uh, You can have in-laws that... uh, you thought would be really involved grandparents and they're not at all. Like, I mean, there's all kinds of things yeah. and disappointments. Every new season is going to bring yeah. new challenges, new surprises. It will, it will. And, uh, and it's too much for us to go into today, but I do want to say this. If you come to a place where you're like, okay, Dave and Ashley, we are showing grace. We've put boundaries in place. It's still a tumultuous relationship. And I just feel like we're all letting each other down here. And when we try to talk about it, uh, whether as a couple or as a family, we just we just are really end up hurting each other. Yeah. That's when you need to bring in a family mediator, a Christian family mediator, a Christian family counselor. I cannot reiterate this enough. Uh, you need to approach it that way because what they do, and I love, I love it when they give it the title mediation. You guys have heard us talk about marriage mediators, and that's mediating between a couple. But family mediators, what they do is they they really try to hear from each and every family. Family member. A lot of times they'll meet with a couple alone first and then like the parents alone first. Uh, and then they'll bring you all together. But they really have this, uh, this objective look into it where they can say, okay, this is what you all really want. And here's where the rub is, you know, and yeah. here's what we need to work on. And they help you all in a very structured, calm, productive way to, to talk about to this. To find common ground yes. and, and clear expectations that everyone's willing right. to meet. Because a lot of times it's, it's unclear, unspoken expectations 
And that mediator can help you find the common ground. We've known families where this has been a life life changer. A game changer, yes. So, so definitely think about that. You can look online in your area, Christian Family Mediator. Make sure Christian yeah. is in the title. Bibli- you can also put biblical because you want to make sure they're coming from the same worldview and not counting God out because I don't know how, how you can do counseling without having the Holy Spirit in the room because he's always, they, they always say like he's the main counselor in the room, you know? Yes. So you want to make sure that you have, have that kind of foundation. But guys, the bottom line is there is hope and um, in-laws can be such a blessing. So don't, don't count them out, right? Don't count yourself oh, out. No. It, it's, it, it's God's design and desire that your family be a thriving, healthy, multi-generational family where you're all a gift to one another. And, uh, and that takes work and time and effort and forgiveness and lots of other things, but it's, it's worth the effort. So we hope this conversation today has helped you take another step in that direction. And we hope the the start to the, the whole Christmas season is a beautiful one for you. Or if you're listening to this and it's the middle of July, we hope you're having a great summer too. Yes. But these principles hold true all year round. Thanks so much for listening. God bless, guys. We'll Bye, see you guys. Next time.